Hey there, listener. It's Wheels, and I want to tell you about a workshop I'll be hosting on January 9th. If you're someone who sets goals but never really sticks with them, if you have high hopes for the new year but end up falling flat in February, or if you've never taken time to sit down and set real, tangible goals because you don't know how, this workshop is for you. It's called A Better Way to Set Goals Goal Setting Workshop, and you're going to walk away with a new framework on how to set goals, a completely structured year with ambitious and acceptable scenarios, and a plan to combat all that life throws at you as you're trying to achieve those goals. This work has made all the difference in my world, and I can't wait to share it with you on January 9th. Welcome to The Tread, the show where I give you a little useful tidbit of information that will help you gain traction in your business, in your creative endeavor, and in your life. And today is a big one as we're approaching the new year, and the question is to resolve or not to resolve. I've been a fitness coach for 16 years, and this is a huge topic across the industry and, of course, all areas of life. But fitness is a huge one for people, and there are different schools of thought amongst fitness professionals. The number one being you don't have to have a New Year's resolution because you don't need a specific day to start a new habit or make a goal or practice a new way of being. You can literally start right now. And while I agree with that, I think there's something to be said for picking a day to set goals for each year quarter or month. And I think it's valid to do 10-year and 5-year goals as well. There's something about a fresh start or a new year that feels like the beginning of something. So if you decide that doing a New Year's resolution is something you want to do, instead of throwing out a random goal, I want to offer you a few things that will make your targets easier to hit and way more enjoyable. The first is your goal can be a living, breathing, adjustable thing. Nothing halts a desire to progress faster than knowing you won't hit your target by a certain date. If your goal is to read 24 books in 2022 and by April you've read one book instead of the six books that would keep you on track for the year, it's easy to throw in the towel because you already feel behind. And that feeling sucks. If you're someone who has integrity and sets out to do the things you say you're going to do, this can feel like you let yourself down or that you failed or that you're the worst and you'll never accomplish anything in life. But you're allowed to reassess after a month or a quarter and adjust the goal to something more attainable that you'll feel good about. But wheels, that's giving yourself slack and not holding yourself accountable. Why set goals at all if you can just change them? Great question. For starters, being someone who sets goals at all tells me you see your own potential and you're willing to learn or be uncomfortable and that you're striving to elevate your life in some way. The reason why I think it's okay to make adjustments along the way is one, they may have been overly ambitious when you created them. We tend to see ourselves in an idealized way with idealized behaviors with a perfect amount of time without life throwing any curveballs. After a few months, you might have better data to understand what's actually possible. And if your goal was in fact overly ambitious and you keep it, you'll likely quit and feel bad about yourself. It takes a more malleable, less ego-driven person to see reality for what it is and adjust. Remember 2020 and the big 10-year goals you made for yourself and all the things you wanted to accomplish in the new decade, and then three months in, there was a global pandemic and everything shut down and everything changed? No, you don't recall? I've also blocked it out. But halfway through 2020, we had better data to set more realistic goals, and we had to adjust. Another thing to realize is that your progress isn't lost just because you aren't on the pace you've set for yourself. I've had clients with the goal of losing 60 pounds by the end of the year. That's a super realistic attainable goal at five pounds per month. If they've lost 30 pounds by June and in July it's their birthday and they take a vacation, they might come back and be eight pounds up at the end of the month, which is honestly totally normal. It's mostly bloat and inflammation. 
That doesn't take away from the 22 pounds they've already lost. They still did that. Adjusting that goal might mean a more aggressive goal for a month or two than coming back to the original goal or sticking with five pounds a month and aiming for 50 pounds by the end of the year. Do you think someone who adjusts the goal to lose 50 pounds and hits it is a failure because they didn't get to 60? No way! That is an incredible accomplishment for the year. Adam Grant, who is an organizational psychologist, had a great quote about goal setting, and that is, an ambitious goal raises your odds of success. It also boosts your odds of feeling like a failure. My favorite solution is to set two targets, an aspirational goal and an acceptable result. If you fall short of your aspirational goal, but hit the acceptable one, you haven't failed. And I love that because it's super easy to only see the aspirational, big, hairy, audacious goal we set out to achieve. Less often we think about what is an acceptable result. Then you give yourself a spectrum of acceptable to crushed it. And anywhere in between is a massive win. Another thing to think about when you're setting goals is that a goal gives you a target, but having systems or practices are probably more useful. All that means is taking your giant goals and breaking them down into more digestible processes that will compound and withstand time. James Clear talks all about this in his book, Atomic Habits, which if you haven't read, turn off this podcast immediately and go read it. I'm going to give you a little taste of the first chapter because I think it's so important to realize that systems are greater than goals. Here's what he has to say. If you completely ignored your goals and focused only on your system, would you still succeed? For example, if you were a basketball coach and you ignored your goal to win a championship and focused only on what a team does at practice each day, would you still get results? I think you would. The goal in any sport is to finish with the best score, but it would be ridiculous to spend the whole game staring at the scoreboard. The only way to actually win is to get better each day. In the words of three-time Super Bowl winner Bill Walsh, the score takes care of itself. The same is true for other areas of life. If you want better results, then forget about setting goals. Focus on your systems instead. What do I mean by this? Are goals completely useless? Of course not. Goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. A handful of problems arise when you spend too much time thinking about your goals and not enough time designing your systems. Problem number one, winners and losers have the same goals. Goal setting suffers from a serious case of survivorship bias. We concentrate on the people who end up winning, their survivors, and mistakenly assume that ambitious goals led to their success while overlooking all the people who had the same objective but didn't succeed. Every Olympian wants to win a gold medal. Every candidate wants to get the job. And if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, then the goal cannot be what differentiates the winners from the losers. It wasn't the goal of winning the Tour de France that propelled the British cyclists to the top of the sport. Presumably, they had wanted to win the race every year before, just like every other professional team. The goal had always been there. It was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome. Problem number two. Achieving a goal is only a momentary change. Imagine you have a messy room and you set a goal to clean it. If you summon the energy to tidy up, then you will have a clean room for now. But if you maintain the same sloppy pack rat habits that led to a messy room in the first place, soon you'll be looking at a new pile of clutter and hoping for another burst of motivation. You're left chasing the same outcome because you never changed the system behind it. You treated a symptom without addressing the cause. Achieving a goal only changes your life for the moment. That's a counterintuitive thing about improvement. We think we need to change our results, but the results are not the problem. What we really need to change are the systems that cause those results. When you solve your problems at a results level, you only solve them temporarily. In order to improve for good, 
you need to solve problems at the systems level. Fix the inputs and the outputs will fix themselves. Problem number three, goals restrict your happiness. The implicit assumption behind any goal is this. Once I reach my goal, then I'll be happy. The problem with a goals first mentality is that you're continually putting off happiness until the next milestone. Furthermore, goals create an either or conflict. Either you achieve your goals and are successful or you fail and are disappointed. You mentally box yourself into a narrow version of happiness. This is misguided. It is unlikely that your actual path through life will match with the exact journey that you had in mind when you set out. It makes no sense to restrict your satisfaction to one scenario when there are many paths to success. A systems first mentality provides the antidote. When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied anytime your system is running, and a system can be successful in many different forms, not just the one you first envisioned. Problem number four, goals are at odds with long-term progress. A goal-oriented mindset can create a yo-yo effect. Many runners work hard for months, but as soon as they cross the finish line, they stop training. The race is no longer there to motivate them. When all of your hard work is focused on a particular goal, what's left to push you forward after you achieve it? This is why many people find themselves reverting to their old habits after accomplishing a goal. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goal-less thinking. It's not about any single accomplishment. It is about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Goals can provide direction and even push you forward in the short term, but eventually a well-designed system will always win. Well, holy crap, James Clear. Thanks so much for that. If you are at all interested in going through this process with me step by step, I'll be hosting a better way to set goals, goal setting workshop on January 9th. You will walk away with a new framework on goal setting, along with a fully mapped out year, including ways to plan for and manage obstacles that will come up in the pursuit of your goals because you know they're coming. If you want to join me, you can find a link in the show note to register. If you have questions, you can hit me up at wheels at amandawheeler.com. Remember friends, it's not only about the goal. It's the process, it's the system, and it's the incremental small wins that make all the difference. Set goals, establish your systems, and cover some ground. 